source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace, you're now tuned into the Cosmic Convos podcast. I'm your humble host, Herut, and we got the good brother over here, Brother Ra. How you doing? Brother, enjoying life, brother. Staying busy, staying busy, man. That's about it, man. You know, spending this knowledge out to the people. That's about it, King. What about hey, yourself? Hey, man. <laughs> I'm on the same type of time, man. It's, you know, we we knocking out the second, you know, short film. You know, uh, it's been it's been very interesting, man. But you know, uh, I think this this next one is gonna be it's gonna be special. Indeed, you know. up, man. Well, you know, it gets better, it gets greater later, man. It gets greater later. That's how it works. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, before we get too far, I want to remind you all that this episode is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group, Calaprusha Astrology, and our good people over there on Patreon, our patrons. Um, like always, thank you all for the support. Thank you all for the feedback. Um, and, you know, like I said, you know, just, you know, uh, working that, 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 uh, that platform, man, it's, 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 it's been golden because, you know, we, we get to test out little things here and there and stuff like that. And, uh, people definitely give very valuable feedback. So, you know, they're, they're just as, you know, a part as of the production as, you know, brother Ryan and myself are. So, um, always a special shout out to you all. Um, but, um, you can find push it forward media group on Instagram at push it forward.com. Uh, I mean, at push it forward P U S H I T F W D. You can also find us on the web at push it for push it forward.com spelled the same way as the Instagram handle. Uh, make sure you go, you know, um, follow us there, um, hit up the website, um, and, it, and, and get your, um, you know, um, your Jotis, your your Vedic astrology package up there too, or whatnot. Push it forward on the uh, Cosmic Combos um, link on there. You can get your uh, you can get your chart and everything like that. And uh, brother, Ra, how can the people get a hold of you? Um, <clears throat> primarily, uh, Kalaprusha Astrology at Gmail That's the best way to hit me up. Uh, other than that, either IG, Facebook, one of those uh, via Shekham Ra. Uh, that'll definitely get at me, but pre- preferably the Calaparusha Astrology at Gmail. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah, man. So um, this, is, this is a special episode, um, not because of the, not just because of the topic that we're covering, but um, this is going to be the first episode that everyone gets the opportunity to actually see uh, Brother Y and myself on camera. All right, we've been we've been doing it for the past like I think three three weeks or so, you know, um, just posting them on Patreon. But um, this will be the first episode that you get to see us on camera. 
So this would be a different experience. We've been getting people asking that since we started. So, um, you know, this, this would be a good, you know, good, you know, kind of trial out and stuff like that. And like, you know, we always say as time goes on, as we grow the podcast more, we, you know, get, get a deeper, you know, foundation in this whole industry and stuff like that. We'll be able to build and, you know, take the podcast to the next level and, you know, who knows, you know, what, what how we're going to be doing it next time. Maybe we, we try to get to the point to where we, we write in the same space every day at some point. You know what I mean? You know, we, we got the paper to just say, you know, take a trip here, take a trip there, you know. Then when the COVID go away, you know, maybe we go on tour, right? <laughs> it work. It's got to work. <laughs> Indeed. So, you know, definitely hit us up and let us know what you think or whatnot, you know. Um but yeah, you know, um, you know, back on back on the subject. Um, last episode, last episode, we got a real good response with that. You know, uh, you know, they they people, especially now, and in, in this time period and stuff like that, like people want to know what to do. <laughs> like, right. look, I got I got all these different you know ideas and options in my head. How how do I know which you know direction to go in? And you, we know it's a, it's a couple ways that you can go about that, but um, definitely astrology uh, should definitely be, you know, in your repertoire and trying to figure out what, how to make your next move, your best move or whatnot, you know? What, what's the feedback you've been getting on that um, last episode, brother? Yeah, a lot of people have questions. They, it, one question, answer begets another question, which is anticipated because that's what astrology does. But a lot of people do understand that, uh, I got feedback from a sister and she was sharing with me that she came to the realization that, you know, making a career choice is something that is destiny oriented and you should really try to dig in deep instead of just doing something that you think you want to do and really understand what it is that your spirit is telling you to do. I said, that's, that's what astrology is all about because a lot of times society, our family, our mate, our friends, all of those people will kind of have influence and bearing on some of the things that we think we want to do. Mm-hmm. But when we put those things to the side and really understand the way we're built, what we're built for and what we can handle, uh, then we make the right decision. And so that's where astrology comes in and saying, hey, you know what? You might want to be the next uh, uh, Angela Bassett, <laughs> right? <laughs> and go for it, right? But in the meantime, you got to pay bills. And uh, this is where you're better suited. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you want to, you know, um, you want to live life efficiently, right? You know what I mean? You're going to, if you're going to take your time, spend your money, you know, maybe even, you know, take time away from that. You could be spending with your family, building this or building that. You want to make sure that you, you on the right track. (laughs) Exactly. You know, indeed. One thing we don't get back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely, man. But yeah, it's a, you know, it's just a beautiful science. I don't, I don't make any major move without either, you know, consulting some other, you know, um, you know, oracular, you know, um, tools, um, and definitely with astrology. You know, man, I don't make no major move without looking at those things or whatnot. The wise don't, man. That's why they call them the three wise men, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, we got we got to do we got to do. Maybe next season we'll do some shows 
getting into some some biblical, you know. Oh man, <laughs> that would be like three shows, bro. <laughs> Easy, right? <laughs> Easy. You already know. Indeed, you already know. Indeed. So, um, you know, getting into today's topic, um, you know, we, um, you know, the 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 the, the person that we're going to talk about today has been somebody who you know um posthumously has you know ballooned into like a a major kind of symbol you know for a lot of different things you know especially within the uh, the black community and stuff like that you know about you know ownership and entrepreneurship and you know um your relationship to your community and different things like that. Um, but I actually got turned on to him um, from a, a good friend of mine, um, brother named AT. What's up? What's up, AT? I know you're checking in all the time and whatnot, but, you know, back in young hooligan days, right, he, you know, he came, he had, you know, just had got done, you know, um, you know, coming from Ohio or whatever. And um, he had put me on, he was like, man, this, this one, uh, this one rapper is the hardest rapper out right now. I was like, what? <laughs> so I went and listened to him and I and I understood why he said that because they kind of remind me of each other. Rhyme, you know, remind me of each other. Mm-hmm. But um in a lot of different ways, you know. But uh, you know, he just was a you know, a guy slow grinding and stuff like that. Definitely, you know, had a uh, you know, a, a, a rough upbringing and stuff like that but also has some um definitely has some high points about him and different things like that which is why you know he's probably you know he he's gotten the um, attention that he's gotten you know posthumously and um you know it's right around the time you know of his uh his earth day or whatnot so you know we figured we'll go ahead and do this one now or whatnot so uh the brother that we're going to cover this uh, episode is none other than Amrius Joseph Ashkadam, or, you know, as we most of us know him as Nipsey Hussle. Right. And uh, it's a very uh, interesting chart, indeed. <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. Yeah, it's, 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 it's deep. And, it's, and, and I, you know, beyond just, you know, talking about, you know, um, Nipsey Hussle, this is, you know, this show is a real kind of case study, you know, on like, you know, just how, how destiny unfolds sometimes. Would you, would you agree? Man, that's exactly what this is. You know, when we have uh, a good solid time and it's a solid chart, you know, you can see so many things crystal clearly and the funny thing is because you know the unfortunate demise of this brother came about but when those things do happen when those things happen in a manner in the which it would happen we're going to talk about that during the podcast it's clear you know it's like in the it's 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 almost it's almost etched into the chart directly in front of you you can't miss it right Mm -hmm. and so um you know, that's why this is really a good example to use. Um, you know, examples like John F. Kennedy, um, John Lennon, um, people that, you know, had a very unfortunate demise, right? Malcolm X. 
Malcolm X, we did mouth, right? Yep. You could see those. There has to be some interaction with certain things going on for certain other things to transpire, right? And it's clearly in the chart, right? With any, with any question, without any doubt. So we're going to definitely jump on into uh, our mess, right? So, you know, since we, you know, we, we flipping it a little different, I guess, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll try out this new little tool for the people real quick, right? Because we, we've gotten comments on this as well. So, you know, we'll, we'll show the chart, right? <laughs> There's our mess. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So I know I'm, I'm not sure. I think my time, I think we got about the same time, right? Uh, yeah, exact same time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can see here, right? Uh, Nip is uh, Aquarius Ascendant, which is, in fact, doing my research, the rarest Ascendant there is. The rarest of all the ascendants. People have done research, other astrologers. It all comes back that Aquarius seems to be the rarity of the bunch, right? Yeah. And it makes sense because of the nature of what Aquarius really embodies, you know? Um, Aquarius is one of the signs that's very hard to figure out at first. It's not something that kind of walks up to you and says, this is what I am. This is who I am. Not like Aries does. You know, Aries is like, hey, yeah. fighter, warrior, what you want to do? I'm, you know, <laughs> rageous, right? Aquarius is very different yeah, because it's ruled by two planets, first of all. Uh, and I know people in the Western uh, train of training of, 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 of astrology, a train of thought, uh, see it, Uranus as the ruler. And, if you say, but okay. <laughs> uh, we don't need that in this system. We have everything we need um, in regards to understanding the signs and their inherent nature without including the outer planets. Yeah. And so Aquarius is a quandra it's, it's a, it's a very curious and um, quirky sign. Right. And quirky in the sense that it's hard to read. They're very hard to read individuals. The reason is because, again, you have a side that is very much looking towards uh, structure, building, um, discipline, right, order, right, um, law, right. And then you have a planet that's the very antithesis of this whole same, the primary ruler of, Saturn, of Aquarius, which is Saturn. You have another planet which co-rules. Which is Rahu, which is the which is the very opposite of what Saturn stands for, lawlessness, right? Um, <laughs> chaoticness, uh, doing things haphazardly, um, doing things by the seat of your pants, throwing caution to the wind. Yeah. And so this is why it's very a very anomalous type of sign, because it has this kind of dual disposition where it seems to be very structured or disciplined in some way and it can 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 have some restraint but then it doesn't have any restraint in the other time so it's like well which are you right and remember this is an air sign so air is going to do that right air is going to have that propensity to do just what it it does 
it changes velocity, it changes direction, right? Yeah. But but it is fixed air, and fixed air is usually on this planet very tumultuous, right? Uh, in the sense of tornadoes, right? Yeah. Hurricanes, right? Yeah. And so, you know, that quiet before the storm, you know, you're from the south, you've been in a hurricane. I mean, you've, been, you've seen a tornado, I'm sure a few, right? It's quiet. Yeah. Dead quiet. And then all of a sudden, it's the loudest thing you're going to hear. And then afterward, it's even more quiet, right? That's the energy that the Aquarian nature has, right? Quiet, what happened? Quiet. <laughs> right because they come in with this very rebellious nature mm -hmm. right until they get older and wiser which then saturn can begin to mature the person into a different type of rebelliousness right? then it becomes a beneficial type but at first the youth has to be burnt off right mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me and so they're fiercely independent fiercely independent right um they can be very distant and close at the same time they could be your best friend and then be the person that you don't hear from in a few years <laughs> yeah both right <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> now um aquarius right deals in groups right it deals in social structures, right? When we say structure, Saturn can deal in structures in regards to material items, material reality, right? Which is more Capricorn, Earth-based energy. And then you have social structures, which are based on ideas, right? Connection yeah. through the mind, connection through philosophy, connection through um, ideologies, yeah. right? And so... He definitely demonstrated that in many ways. But one thing we do know, right, is that he was about the business of trying to incorporate those that don't have into those that have. Right? Yeah. And fighting for the underdog is one of the epithets of what the Aquarian energy produces because it understands the Saturnian mass energy, the, the low man on the totem pole, but also understands trying to break the barriers right, of what reality is through that Rahu energy. Yeah. And so it literally likes to see the masses as, as what they say, egalitarian or equal, right? There's things that are, you know, everyone has a role, a position in society. There's no center with Aquarius. It's centerless. So that energy deals with people in a way and such that everybody has something to bring. Very, very friendly people. When I say friendly, not in the sense of like jovial, hey, let's go party, but friendly in the sense of they'll have a conversation, they'll build with you, they'll they'll uh, exchange ideas. Yeah, yeah. So this is how he was. As you can see, they're very intelligent people. It's the, one of the rarest signs, and they're extremely intelligent. Aquarius energies are extremely intelligent. Um, another Aquarian inner, uh, Aquarius uh, is Deepak Chopra. Mm -hmm. Right, he's Aquarius. They're very rare. You don't really uh, find them. Ramakrishna. Uh, most people don't know who he is. Aquarius ascendant. Right, very rare people. But nonetheless, 
there's a further kind of underlying uh, underlying layer with regards to the Aquarian energy. Remember, we look at things based on the constellations, and within those constellations, star patterns called nakshatras. Right? Yeah. Well, his is uh, his ascending is at 22 degrees, right? Aquarius, which is Purvabhadrapada. Purvabhadrapada is kind of the bad boy on the block, right? Other than Jayesta, right? And Shasta Bishak, right? Purvabhadrapada is an energy that is, uh, they say, two faced. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, it's, it displays a very uh, controlled, disciplined, fearless side, but they can be torrential, they can be uh, downright demonic to some degree, meaning relentless in approach and getting something acquired. In fact, a lot of energy that surrounds it can be kind of compared to a ruthless type of disposition. You know, um, just to take a quick aside, you know, I was, I was, I've been, I was thinking about Purvabhadrapada um, recently in regards to the ages and we're, we're getting kind of close to Purvabhadrapada. And you can see how the world is shifting, just it even is. socially. It's kind of it's getting in that that vein, real oh, heavy. Oh yeah, brother. Oh <laughs> yeah, we're in Uttara Bahadrapada, which is the serpent of the deep, and that serpent of the deep is the result of going through the process of Purva Bahadrapada, hmm. because Purva Bahadrapada is a cleansing energy. Yeah, it removes whatever in. In fact, it the, one of the powers of it is to raise a spiritual, raise a spiritual being. Yeah, well, you you know what you see. What the main reason why I was looking at that is because it's like it's an interesting paradigm because it's like we're we're, we're in a time where the taboos are being removed. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Or you the know. barriers yeah. from the taboos are being removed, right? Yeah. Taboo is no longer taboo yeah, anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, okay, if, if no one's going to shame you for this, society's no. not going to yeah. outcast you for this, now what are you going to do? Right. It's flipped <laughs> you, you know, out. Now what yeah. you going to do? <laughs> That's exactly what we're going into. Yeah. Going into Purva Bahadrapada. Mm-hmm. Because Uttara Bahadurpada is traditional, it's steady, it's methodical, yeah, it's deep. It doesn't react. It doesn't change quickly. <laughs> Purva Bahadurpada is the very opposite. Yeah, it changes extremely quick. Energy is volatile. Comes to and says, "It's over." <laughs> <laughs> Right, change my Jupiter is conjunct his ascendant degree, so I know because Jupiter is in there, so I know how I know what it is. It's just Jupiter gives it's it's in its own nakshatra, it's yeah. in Aries, which gives it power, and on top of that, it's in the fifth house, even though it rules the sixth and the third. So, <clears throat> being there, I understand that the religious aspect 
expands through different avenues. So I have knowledge of all spiritual systems, right? Yeah. Not just one, which wipes away the notion that there is one. <laughs> there really is, you know what I mean? There isn't mm-hmm. a right one or wrong one. But nonetheless, right? That's the Purva, that Purvapadhat Rapata energy is a cleansing energy. It likes to wipe the slate clean, but it takes things to a maximum level of being depraved. It can go to the depths of being dark. Right? It the, the symbol of it is a bed cot. See, you have two, you know, the signs comes in the nakshatras comes in twos, they come in twos a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you, you notice that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because yeah. you have uh, you have Purva Falguni, right? Uta, you have uh, Uttara Falguni, mm-hmm. right? You have um, uh, 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 Purva uh, Ashada, uh, Ashada mm-hmm. and then you have Uttara Ashada. Mm-hmm. Well, Purva Bhadhadrapada and Uttara Bhadhadrapada are the same exact way. Yeah. Well, the front of the it's the front of the death cot, right? Uttara Bhadhadrapada is the end of the death cot. Well, in, in Puva Falguni and Uttara Falguni, it's a it's not a death cop, but it's, it's a, a hammock. It's a hammock, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah, see what deep. I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's deep when you really start to understand the implications behind it. Yeah. Right. So that energy is nothing. It's not someone that is a lighthearted, jovial carefree type of individual this is someone that thinks deeply intensely right and profoundly because jupiter is the planet of knowledge and wisdom right so this is the last octave of 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 purva uh purva see there's three octaves of jupiter mm-hmm. the first octave right is pornavasu right next octave is vishaka the last highest octave taking Jupiterian energy into the next realm, which is Pisces, is Purvapadhadrapada. You got something in all three of them. In fact, he does. <laughs> right? Which is, is pretty profound, right? Showing mm-hmm. that that Jupiterian energy was prevalent in his life, right? Meaning knowledge was something that he was never opposed to. Yeah. Right? But you have to make a choice. Which we'll talk about that inherently, right? But Jupiter is actually in the twelfth house, debilitated, mm-hmm. right? But of course, it is canceled, right? Yeah. However, Jupiter in the twelfth is not canceled, <laughs> right? It, that doesn't go away, right? It's just the debilitation goes away, but the placement still remains very much the same. Yeah. And so, um. Many times when people have Jupiter in the 12th and considering that Jupiter is the sublord of Purvapadrapada, which is in the 12th, and Jupiter is the ability to, for us to have an intelligent mind, for us to make clear decisions, right? Uh, in Chinese medicine, TCM, Jupiter, right, allows, it affects the eyes, right? Yeah. Well, the eyes, right? Or it's akin to the ability to see. In fact, Jupiter is the is the organ of intuition, like Jupiter is the planet of intuition. Right. Well, it's it, it is in the twelfth house position, and many times when people have Jupiter in the twelfth, and this is you have to take this with a grain of salt. 
it literally leads them to a level of trying to achieve moksha, but they have to expend a lot of negative karma in order to get to that Jupiterian realization. Mm. And so you can see he was beginning to try to expend that karma if you pay attention. Yeah. Right? He was trying to grow into that phase of trying to transition out of the negative elements of the Aquarian disposition, which is the rebelliousness, the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the element that says, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do no matter what. You know, Saturn was beginning to try to at least temper to some degree. Yes, that's what age does. Saturn is just age. It just means that you realize what it is, right, before you leave if you're wise, and then you do it. That's all Saturn does, <laughs> right, in a nutshell. So, right, <clears throat> knowing that, this particular Aryan Aquarian, excuse me, Aquarian disposition, right, is the, is the bedrock of his life. It's the foundation of which everything springs from. That's why the ascendant is so crucial. And so that ascendant, having the understanding that Saturn is there to teach you a grave, serious uh, lesson about life, but also that you're here to be wiped clean. You are here to literally, Purvapahadrapadas are the type of people that become very fanatic about things. They can take things to the extreme. Because remember, Jupiter is the planet of growth. Yeah. Right. And when you ring past that, because remember, it is part of a constituency that is belonging to the Aquarian energy. So even though, yes, Jupiter is the ruler of the Pura Bahadurpada, it still has the Aquarian disposition. And so with that, that bedrock of life, at some point, like life comes to you for you to change in an instant or life will change you in an instant. Right. To make decisions that say, you know what, I'm no longer that. I'm now this. It is the power to raise a spiritual person. Yeah. That's what Purvapadhadrapada produces. The Shakti that it really that it gives you is the ability to produce a spiritually raised person or a spiritually spiritual person in and of itself. And that is not something that is a comfortable process. You know, when you go through the gang culture, right? The gang life, right? And you are trying to detach or to reorient or to reinvent that part of who you are into something that's more beneficial. Yeah. Right? That becomes a crucifixion, if you will. Right. Because you have to die to something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just showing you this man's life. Like, this is yeah. what it is. Right. Yeah. And he was coming into a realization that, look, you know what, even though we all got some kind of negative aspect about us, the positive should weigh outweigh the negative. We should be trying to help instead of hurt. We should be trying to correct instead of make ill. Right. And that when that when that time comes, many people leave. Yeah. Many people say, OK, you know what, it's like they learn their lesson next, next, next. Next life, strange as it may be, because you could see that the man was on another, his thought process was not in the gang culture. Rolling 60s was not his first thought of the day, right? When you gang bang, 
Rolling 60s is the first thought of your day, right? <laughs> right. Where the homies at? What we gonna? Who we gonna put in some work on? Right. Yeah. That's the. That's the because it becomes a it becomes a mindset. Right. And when you break that, when you shatter that, when you get out of that, and people don't even want to sometimes see you change from that. They want to still see you in that embryonic, right, catatonic state of saying, you know, yeah. You know, like baby boy, right? It's a perfect yeah. example, right? Yeah. That state of where you're not becoming a man. You're not mm -hmm. challenging yourself. You're not growing beyond the little group that you are comfortable with. Yeah. And Aquarians like to be a part of groups. They love it. Mm -hmm. So the gang culture is a group. Yeah. Rolling 60s is one of the biggest crip sets in L.A. So it's not like he joined a little group. Mm -hmm. right? And the Crips is the biggest set in L.A. So it's like... For the, as far as black gangs concerned, so this is an organization, yeah. even though it's a criminal organization. Yeah. Rahu, Saturn, Aquarius ascended. Right. So, <clears throat> going deeper into the chart, right? Going deeper, right? So, one, the first thing, the second thing we look for is the mentality, right, of an individual, the mindset the undergirding emotional waters and how they flow, right? And so the moon is in the sixth house of angst, frustration, fighting, competition, criminality, enemies, mm -hmm. and so forth, debt, right? Yeah. So you can see an individual with moon in the sixth of many times uh, they have a very heavy mind. Mm -hmm. I know I have several, several people around me. I know personally with Moon in the sixth house. Right. Yeah. Now it is, there's some things going on, right, with the Moon. Because it's part of a, a, a conglomerate of planets called a stellium in Western astrology. And I, Western astrology, I don't kick it to the curb to the point where it's just... There are some valuable things that we can use in understanding things that aren't necessarily articulated in other cultures. Yeah. But a stellium is a plant is, is when a, a, a chart has a placement of three or more planets. Some people say four. I would say three. Right? So we have the moon, which is obviously the mental right backdrop of an individual and see the substratum of your mind. Remember, we did the the show on the moon. So we know a lot about what this individual is thinking, functioning, how they're processing things, right? How they yeah. remember things. Yeah. When your moon's in the six, you remember things from an antagonistic point of view because the mind, the moon is set and placed in a, in an area or part of the chart that is antagonistic. Yes. Yeah. Problem oriented. Right. So this person comes off tougher, right? A little bit more abrasive, right? And it is in cancer. So yes, the moon is in cancer. People say, well, what about the moon being in cancer? Well, the cancer is just the way the moon works in the sixth house, but it's still in the sixth. Yeah. And so for Aquarian ascendants, the, the sixth house is a very special house because it's ruled by one planet. The seventh house is the same way. Yeah. Right? So 
this is why each particular ascendant has a very specific harmonic resonance and very specific output with regards to planetary placements. Yeah. So the moon being in the sixth house is not, that means literally it, the moon in the sixth house for Aquarius takes the karmic lid off and lets things happen to release the karmic debt to pay it. Because the sixth house is the house of debt. Yeah, that's a cold piece right there. <laughs> so it's not all, you know, we have to, the moon's in, can't, no, does not. And then we can go, we're going to go deeper, but just the moon being there allows for those potentialities to happen. Going further, right? Now, this moon is a part of a stellium. Stelliums means, it just basically means that for good or bad, your energy is localized in a specific type of, of activity in a different, in a specific uh, area of life. For good or bad. See, when you have a lot of planets in one placement, it gives you powers. It gives you abilities. It gives you dispositions. It gives you things that you're going to do innately, which we call talents or right, uh, gifts. Yeah. But it also creates a challenge or curse, right? <laughs> right? No such thing. Well, there are, but they're rare. Right? There are curses, but they're rare. But nonetheless... The, those planets being localized in an area where it leaves little wiggle room, right, for you to expand your decision-making capacity or capabilities, right? That's what a stellium does. Locks you in, right? And when you locked into something, it's like, you know, you ever know somebody that just watched the same show over and over again and they know every single part of the show? I'm like, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like you say something and they're related to the show yeah right that's a stellium right <laughs> right, right? well i was going to the store well man them bloods gonna roll up on you man i just said i was going to the store bro right? like, <laughs> that energy is constant it doesn't leave you for any kind of space of thought to process another option yeah that's what stelliums do and the the tighter and close knit and and, and uh, near to each other those particular planets are, the less decision making capabilities are allotted. Right. So that means that your range of motion becomes sixth house activities, which is fighting, defending, self defense. Right. And it makes a person tough, though. They can handle a lot. They can deal with a lot of things. Yeah. But at the same time, what they produce is a lot of times animosities and they make enemies quickly because yeah. the sixth house is the house of enemies. Yeah. So you see, you know, when you begin to understand it from these perspectives, then it makes very it makes a lot of sense on how things will play out in Nipsey Hussle's unfortunate demise. Yeah. Now, let's this is. This is a case study, right? So he starts off in a Mercury Dasha period, right? Mercury Dasha rules the eighth and it rules the fifth, right? And so it's kind of a, the thing is Mercury is actually a friend to the Ascendant, which is good. It rules a Tracona, but also rules a Dastana house or the eighth house. 
Yeah. So that kind of lessens the propensity of Mercury to do really a lot of positive in the chart. It's mixed results. Mm -hmm. So there's good and positive and negative within the outcome of those placements and within the outcome of the person's start in life. Many times when people start off in life and they are connected to the sixth, eighth, or twelfth house, they're born into some very either unfortunate circumstances such as poverty, illness, uh, uh, being disenfranchised for whatever reason, <coughs> or being in a place where it's just not suitable for <coughs> to raise a child. Yeah. <coughs> and so he is born into that Mercury Dasha period. Mercury is in the fifth house in Gemini. So this, of course, would, I'm sorry, excuse me, it's in the sixth house of mm -hmm. uh, Cancer. Cancer yeah. So again, showing that this position, this person's jump off of life starts off with a with a disposition of frustration or angst or may, let's say not having the full viable uh, avenues that you would want to have to get where you want to go in life things yeah. that start off that way right um and again this mercury is part of a stellium see when you start seeing stellium, see stellium says, well, when you go through this period, when you go through this period, when you go through this period, and when you go through this period, all of them are going to be contextually within this realm. Yeah. And so very frustrating, right? Because the person, and I mean, it can be rewarding too because the person can be a fighter. So they know how to get themselves out of tough situations. They can endure through things that some people would say, you know what, I'm good, I'm going to quit the first couple of seconds and you know they, they're stand up type of individuals they're not going to back down yeah right sometimes that can be a what blessing <laughs> sometimes it can be a curse see that's how the stellium works yeah yeah right but from the mercury dasha he goes into a k2 dasha i'm sorry yes from a k2 go into a k2 dasha K2 Dasha is in the ninth. So this is when father would have been definitely detached or a prevalent not have in the particular person's life because K2 is going to deny you of whatever is wherever it's placed in regards to the type of individuals that are represented in that, in that house. And so each house has a person that it represents. So the ninth house is the father. And so K2 being there during that period of time would have been one that the father was either absent or non-participating in the particular child's life. Yeah. Not only that, it's in the ninth house of what we call, a, it's a baraka, uh, Barakastana, which is an obstruction house. And it's an obstruction houses are uh, houses that get in your way, right? They create obstacles or challenges. Well, for all fixed signs, all fixed ascendants, rather, right? The ninth house is a Barakastana. So the father, absent, or minimal role, or side role, or back role, or role, and then no role, and then role and no role. And if you really want to know the truth, that's what happened. Because K2 and, the Saturn, K2 and Saturn create what's called a Sisyphus complex in a person's chart. If you know what, you know, you know what Sisyphus, who Sisyphus is in, in the Greek, uh, I guess, mythologies or what have you. Sisyphus? Yeah. No, I don't. Sisyphus uh, was cursed, right? And one of the things that Sisyphus, well, what Sisyphus would do, 
is he would take a boulder, right? And he would roll it to the top of the hill or mountain mm -hmm. and then let it roll all the way back down <laughs> to start to push it back up the mountain again to let it go back down again. And this was a curse that he had to, that Sisyphus had to participate in. We'll get into the backdrop of the story, but nonetheless, it means that someone can have a, a process where they go backward and forward with getting something of value and then it leaves away. Yeah. And that is the relationship and that is the obstruction that the father had because if a father is prominently in the child's life, especially a young man, a lot of times the gang culture, those things can be somewhat mitigated or at least changed to a degree. But remember, he is Aquarius Ascendant, so he is going to do what he wants to do. And that's Aquarius Ascendant is part of that Sisyphus complex because the Ascendant Lord is in the ninth. In, in Libra. Very intelligent, very wise as far as streets, very wise individual. Because that Saturn is, is in the sign of exaltation. It's technically eight degrees away from exaltation, which is still technically there, but not exactly there. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, K2 period ensues he goes through it he starts his son da uh, venus dasha right and venus right if i'm make sure i'm correct on that yeah. yeah yeah venus dasha and then from venus dasha right that's when he began to inculcate himself into rolling 60s cribs now people would how would you think how would that be a venus dasha would facilitate something of a nature that would be like that. Well, remember, Venus's Lord is where? Sixth house. Boom. <laughs> right? And Venus is a male, I mean, Gemini is a male-oriented sign. It's a masculine sign. So it's going to express, put out, produce externalization of things through the sixth house. Yeah. Through a stellium. Mm. Now, not only that, not only that, because the Lord of Venus is in a position, what is it conjunct? It's conjunct the debilitated Mars. Mm -hmm. Again, showing the disposition that 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 rebellious backdrop of 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 the the physiology, the 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 the, the overall uh, lessons in life come through that Aquarian disposition, and then that Mercury, which rules Venus, and that Dasha. It's going to kick in that particular aspect. And Venus aspects the, the 11th house, which is social networking groups and friends. Mm -hmm. So this is the time when he would have picked up to begin to be tried to become a rolling 60s crit. Things, dashes happen just the way they're supposed to because the time frame yields and produces results. Yeah. Now, he's in that dasha until 2000. In 17, he enters his son, Dasha, at that point. Mm -hmm. Now, some, some fundamental things that you, of course, want to look at the chart, because this is where we begin to understand what is going to happen here within the next three years, two years. Mm -hmm. So the son is in a very unfortunate position in the chart. And there are unfortunate positions, folks. 
there are not positions that just well no there's some there are positions that are not what you want to have there are remedies too there's things that you can do spiritually to produce outcomes that are actually used turn the negative into a positive but there are degrees in the chart that you just don't want to have planets in and the, the one degree that you definitely don't want to have is 29 degrees of any water sign or one degree of any fire sign. You just don't want that, folks. And what happens is when these particular planets go into those degrees, which are called Gandanta zones or zones that become overwhelming, you know, Gandanta is a knot, things that are tied, karmically speaking, mm -hmm. right? What things are tied on a knot, karmically speaking, things can literally pull you, control you, or leave you in a space where there's very little control or in, uh, influence in a situation. Yeah. So sun is at 29 degrees, 40 minutes cancer. That means 20 seconds, and then it would be actually in zero degrees, Leo. So that Gandanta zone is a zone that literally can cause the zone, not only the zone, but the nakshatra that it's in, hashlesha, right? Which is a nakshatra of jealousy, deceit, mm -hmm. right? Backstabbing, attachments, not wanting to let something move to the next plateau of things, right? It's Holding, squeezing something to the it's point. It's the crab in the bucket. Exactly. It's literally. <laughs> right. You ain't going nowhere. Right. Yeah. Ep excellent epithet. Right. Yeah. For that. The crap in the bucket. Exactly <laughs> what it is, my friend. And so that's exactly the unfortunate situations that you find yourself in when you deal with that criminal element called gangbanging. I mean, it's not right. It doesn't make it right. It's not something that I'm comfortable even want to imagine about a young, talented, intelligent brother that's on a path of potential spiritual growth to be met with something that is something that he could have avoided had he just done what Purva Pahadrapada designed him to do and switch and remove all of those things from the, the, the processing and the dealings of his everyday life doesn't mean you have to leave the hood alone, but you just leave those individuals alone or those areas alone that you know are problems that could potentially be problematic, problematic, yeah. especially if you're on a level or a plateau where you're now being recognized worldwide. That raises people's animosity. That's going to call out hidden enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. They come out the woodworks, <laughs> right? Now, the strange thing is that Mercury being in the in Cancer in that particular position. Remember, Mercury rules Venus, the Dasha period that he was in previously. Mm -hmm. So, Mercury being in that position in Cancer in that in that uh, in that house literally uh, says that you can have people that are right around you that are there to create your demise. That to me, that to me gives me goosebumps mm. because they're strange things. The case to, I know people say in the hood, like it's this, that, and the other people know in the hood. Yeah. But you know, there's things people don't know in the hood that other people don't want you to know if they don't want you to find out. 
Well, I mean, in a in a similar kind of situation, I mean, just recently, maybe within the past year or so, um, the details of Tupac's murder has been revealed. And, you know, everybody in that, you know, in that whole area knew it the whole time. They knew everything. They knew who it was, who was in the car, who did this and who that. They just didn't say anything about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And when there's, there's big homie calls, what you gonna do? How can you how can you avoid it? And when you're the thing is is that you can become you're touchable. Mm-hmm. Right. See, he even if he was my client, right? If I'd have got to him in time enough, <laughs> I'd have been like, look, man, there's a lot of enemies in your midst. Right? I'm telling you, there's people right next to you, man, that are not your friends and in gang culture and gang life that's common right yeah. a lot of a lot of a lot of killings come from inside the same hood the same set from people that have issues with one another so you would think that it would be locked tight and elbow to shoulder to elbow because we're from the same set but no a lot of times those are the ones that kill you too and someone from his set rolling 60s apparently and i would say apparently because we don't know i don't know what's behind that motive of him doing those things it's just there's some strange things that i'm sorry it's just not closed case to me on this particular call and getting deeper into really looking at what happened right remember now he leaves the the the, the mercury the venus dasha period right and goes into the sun dasha now where's the sun it's in the sixth house. Yeah. So this this stellium, right, is locked him into this vector of karma. I mean, that's clearly seen. Right. All the plans we've talked about so far linked to the sixth house some kind of way. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. But the but remember, the eighth lord is there with the sun, with mm-hmm. the moon. And with Mars, the eighth Lord or the eighth house is the house of executions, the house of sudden murder, the house of assassinations. And it's via Mercury, which is a friend. Hmm. See, Mercury is unassuming, but who is Mercury sitting right next to? Mars. Within 25 degrees, 25 seconds. That means Mercury becomes Mars in his execution of things. 25 minutes, excuse me, 25 minutes. That's intense. Now, the sun is at 29 degrees, 40 minutes. So that means that during the sun dasha, some karmic major event is going to come about. Yeah. Just, I'm sorry, man. It just, to me, it's just like, wow, like really the moon is conjunct the sun, but the moon is sitting six degrees from Mercury. All of these planets are in the constellation, Ashlesha, between nine degrees. (laughs) That's a tight, tight stellium 
And they get tighter, but that's pretty tight. Yeah. Mars is debilitated. Mars is our hair triggers. When Mars is debilitated, it becomes a hair trigger. Things can react. People can react in an instant. And he had this disposition as well. You just didn't see it, but in gang life and gang culture, this becomes an act. uh, It becomes a a boon, a gift, because then you know they people know you're not to be toyed with. Well, I mean, they had something that came out like uh, maybe like a year before Mm -hmm. um, he transitioned. What they call it, the the victory slap, right? Yeah, you know, he just is a couple. They got a couple of little. you know, footage of TMZ and different people catching him out there, and mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you, you see. Him oh, he, he did slap that one guy though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, at the, yeah, at the, at the awards. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, man. I'm not saying that the brother deserved it because of that. None of that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying energy oh. is energy, and mm-hmm. when you do things based on an energy that you're following through without a conscious understanding of what's going on. You get caught slipping, as they say. Right? Yeah. Because you think your friends are your, they're they're your enemies. And it's unfortunate. You had a lot of people that really wanted to have something to do with Nipsey Hussle, whether it be Big U, Cowboy, who else, who, who else? I mean, even the brother that they, you know, that is charged with the murder, right? He wanted to be a part of Nipsey, according to whatever is stated, according to conjecture, according to what's out there in the streets. He wanted to be put on by Nipsey. Mm-hmm. So, again, someone portraying themselves as a, an associate, an ally, right? But all the while, there to do you bodily harm. Now, this combination is further exacerbated, folks, Right? And these things line up so well, so so well, and such that it, it, it's strange, right? That this particular kind of positioning is—it's like almost—I don't want to say it's faded, but it seems to be in a way and such because it, it, there is there are times when it's just fate. I, I mean, you can't argue it. John F. Kennedy—that's fate. It's in his chart. It's literally yeah. there. John Lennon, Malcolm X, right? These are faded existences where these things transpire. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it is deep because it shows the profoundness of this science and that we can see these things happen, not only in hindsight, but if you're wise, with foresight. And that sad, that sun being right at that hairline degree in the Dasha period. At that, in fact, you know, I didn't even look at the transits of the date, but I do know this. I do know this. It was March 31st, right? Yep. Yep. March 31st. Right. There were, the sun was in Pisces, right? Probably 15 degrees. I think I got that queued up right here. Yeah. 
Yep. So Sun, Suns and Pisces. At sixteen degrees. Mm-hmm. Mars is in the fourth house, squaring. Moon's in the twelfth. Venus, Mercury's in the first. Mm-hmm. Sun's at sixteen degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just an unfortunate. It is really unfortunate because the the the, the transits. Whereas Rahu at 12 degrees and Venus is at 22 degrees. Yeah, Rahu's at Punabasu, Rahu, 28 degrees, transit-wise. I'd have to look at his Ashtakavarga to go deeper because the transits really don't facilitate very many negative impacts when you look at it. Well, let's see. So fifth house got twenty points. What's the house with the low? That's pretty low. Yeah. Uh, fifth house. Fifth house has the lowest points. There it is. Hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. And the and that lord, even the fifth lord, it any any time it's impacted, it's gonna have it. It's gonna have it. It's gonna have a recompense. So that Dasha period, that date, and I'm pretty sure it was a was a sun. It was Sunday. It was a Sunday mm-hmm. on a Sunday, and sun is wow, and sun is at 29 degrees. What up? Is that 29 degrees in transit too? No, 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 it's no, 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 16 no, 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 degrees. 16, transit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, right, and 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 even that 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 quincunx is there too. Sometimes those quincunxes really have to you have to look at those because they really do impact. That sun being quincunx Saturn mm-hmm. definitely oh. can create challenges. Yeah, right. Definitely create challenges, and this and then Saturn and Jupiter were quincunx uh, before uh, they were quincunx or six eight to uh, Mars and Mercury as well because they were in Sag. So those quincunxes can create challenges. In fact, quincunxes are probably the worst transits because they come out of nowhere. Yeah. So that's that that quincunx six eight for that particular for Sun with Saturn and then Saturn and Jupiter with with the uh, planets with the stellium in, in the sixth house. That that's, that's what that's a simultaneous double quincunx that can create a major shift shift in life. Definitely. So yeah, that's sometimes it takes a little bit, but quincunxes are not readily seen. That's why they that's why they're a six eight position because they come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So on that day, what was uh, let's I want to see what the exact Dasha scheme looks like for for that uh, all the way to the fourth level. Sun Jupiter? No, no, no. Sun. Sun Rahu. Sun Rahu. Yeah. Sun Rahu. Sun Rahu. Venus Moon. Right there. K two. 
Ouch. Yep, there it is. Sun, Rahu, Venus, Moon, K2 on that day. And then it switches to Venus. Yeah. Yep. That's where it is, man. And then Moon is the facilitator for those. Yeah. And Moon's in the sixth house, man. The enemies. Wow. And then Saturn. See, there's the this here's the major another major piece. Saturn Saturn aspects that particular stellium and then Mars aspects Saturn. So they're both aspecting one another, and that's a tough aspect. So it's just it, this is I mean it's unfortunate, but it's faded. Whenever you study that 29th degree of any water sign, it's things are faded. Or fire sign, right? So remember, we saw uh, Malcolm was at 29 degrees Jupiter Sag. Now that's not a Gandanta zone, but it's still a Sandi zone, which mm -hmm. is still not a, a it's not a, a place where planets typically should be. Yeah. So I would definitely, you know, say that this brother's life, you know, as 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 interesting and as um, thought-provoking and as um, uh, truly um, transformative, because when I say transformative, for a young man to take himself up, take him, take his talent and to make it and parlay it into an empire, I would say is a definite transformation. But the unfortunate thing is that his process and his process of transformation was cut short by those karmic things that kind of pull us back, those people that we typically think were there to typically try to help are the ones that usually uh, establish in the back. And that really can be seen with that Mercury in the sixth house, in that stellium. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's right there, plain as day. Yeah. So I want to say to the brother, uh, you know, rest in power, brother. Rest in peace. Indeed. May the next journey be one where you pick up where you leave off and get the ground running where you can uh, get to that final spiritual realization that you, know, you were intended to get. But uh, you know, much, much blessings to his family, much blessings to the people that, that follow Nip and his fans. You know, I do like a lot of Nipsey's uh, music. It's, it's definitely now really... Um, you know, when people pass, it shows their talents even more because they're missed and they're gone. And mm -hmm. you know, there's no more that you can get from that person. So uh, I definitely got a few songs in my playlist from Nip. So, you know, uh, he's definitely remembered uh, in, in, in this particular neck of the woods. Indeed. Indeed. So before before we check off real quick, I did want to um, get one thing because I already know they're going to ask. Mm -hmm. what, what, what would you say propelled him into stardom what's well, a few chart. things that we can look at right mm -hmm. first of all um he was in a venus dasha period yeah right and venus is the, is the planet of music artistry um uh, you know anytime we say music hip-hop uh singing acting right all those things um venus is in right the fifth house yeah. And the fifth house is a house, as uh, we've stated before, is a house that produces things that will outlast 
who you are. Yeah. Whether it be children, whether it be great literary pieces, whether it be great musical, uh, a great musical catalog, right? Uh, and he will he will be remembered. In fact, they say he's the Tupac of this generation, right? Yeah. I'm not going to take that away from him. I definitely would concur. Uh, he seems to be, he was seeming to be on that particular path. Um, yeah, because Tupac, he didn't, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he just, he, 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 the thing that I guess separates Tupac was the work ethic. He just put out, he just recorded so much material, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that, you know, you look at them different, but I mean, when you look at career spans, they, they're about the same. Yeah, actually, he has a longer career than Pac. Yeah. From the perspective of his musical um, beginnings, right? Because Pac is a flash in the pan. Pac came out in 90, he was with Digital Underground in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So Pac's first album didn't hit till I think 93. Uh, yeah. And then in 96, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hermes is around for a lot longer, but I like, he didn't have the <coughs> he didn't have the star power that Pac had. Yeah, Pac has star power. Like when you have star power, when you hit that movie screen, you know things change. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pac, I think you know they're, they're 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 very different in who they are. But what the the positivity outweigh the negativity is what I see with both of those brothers. You know, they they both were trying to do the right thing, right? Hindered by the wrong thing. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, strangely enough, right, um, through that particular kind of mentality of trying to help those people that you love is usually the ones that do you in. Mm-hmm. Like, Pop didn't have any business kicking that man in the head and doing that stuff, but he was trying to help somebody out or some dudes that he's running with thinking I mean, that wasn't even, he should have never been there. Right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's probably still be alive today. Right. But again, right. And we can definitely look at Pac's chart, right. Cause I think we talked about him a little bit. Right. But you know, those talents, man, that can take you to high, high places, but the things that are baggage, the things that were there before, it just it is, is there to, to bring you back down. And you have to make that clean sweep. You have to literally die to that part of who you were in that life in order to be resurrected as someone that now is going to play a viable role in the development of your people and yourself. You know, and he was at that precipice. You can see it, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, the fifth house is the house of talents, right? And they're all houses of talents. Each house will produce a talent, right? Some mm-hmm. people have talent of fighting. Some people have talent of, of, of uh, teaching, whatever it is, right? But the fifth house is a house of creative abilities in the sense that it gives you multiple talents. So Venus being there literally gave the brother that, that gift to really be able to do music, right? Um, it's in Purnavasu, and Purnavasu actually also is a musical nakshatra, right? It actually um, deals in uh, things that kind of go backward and forward. It's that part of Gemini that can literally, right, uh, return and then return again and return again and then do things to the point where they gain mastery, 
right? So he was picking up that momentum. He was gaining that 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 popularity. His music was becoming. I mean, it was just right right when he's about to spark off. That's what happens. Pop uh, pop uh, pop smoke. Similar situation. Right? Yeah. Right. But, I haven't looked at his chart. Right. But but not similar in the sense he just made a mistake. Right. Yeah, that was a mistake, and he's a twenty-year-old young man not paying attention, and that's when you got caught, get caught slipping. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, definitely, um, Venus in the fifth house will produce those propensities, uh, you know, with with regards to creative abilities and being in a the sign of Gemini. Remember, Gemini in the um, European slash tropical kind of perception, Gemini is two. It holds a musical note. A musical instrument and it holds a club, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde type deal, right? But yeah. it does hold a musical instrument, right? And so the Gemini in disposition also can create that, produce that mutability, mutability creativity because it's a mutable sign, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely, that's where he would get his propensities. And it, the Dasha period start right in hand and sync. He runs through that when he begins to get into that music, doc, music. Uh, music uh, field. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, one thing I also wanted to show is that uh, remember we said the fifth house is children, right? Yeah. Well, first child is a what? Girl. And what's sitting right there in the fifth house? Venus. Venus. Boom. Yeah. Right. I know about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. There it is. Right. <laughs> so you see? Right, yeah. you can always see right what that looks like. Yeah, uh, little little small small things, just to see the con- the con- confluence of the chart in its entirety. Right. Um. Yeah, uh, that definitely is, is definitely got um, an import there. Second child was a was a boy. Uh, son is in Cancer, right? But sun is a male planet. Mm-hmm. Second house, second child, is a boy. The ruler or the planet, the planet that's there is always going to take precedence over the ruler, right? The ruler is the second piece we look at, mm-hmm. right? And in that stellium, Mars is the last planet, which then brings up the rear which also shows the propensity for a boy, mm-hmm. right? So again, showing that as well. So you can see this is definitely uh, you know, our man's chart. So you know, we'll leave it at that. And uh, uh, anything else, brother, you want to drop on in? You noticed or took uh, took heat of? No, I think we I think we sliced this up, man. I think um, this is a you know. I mean, it's, it's like I said at the beginning, you know, it's a case study, case study on destiny. You know, what we come here to, you know, um, to experience and, you know, in a lot of cases, purify, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I think we we definitely drove that point home. Indeed. You know, this is it's a very, 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 very interesting chart. To it say is, the least. To say the least. You know, it's unfortunate, you know, but, you know, um, like, like, you know, I echo what you say, you know, um, you know, you know, what his, uh, 
spirit to travel well and you know reincarnate into the to the right situation just take it to the next level indeed indeed right. but um you know with that being said you know uh, i want to thank you all for tuning in to episode 21 of the uh cosmic convos podcast we we're getting close to 50 episodes here man we yeah man it's rolling up here indeed you know um so you know like always we definitely appreciate all the support another big shout out to our patrons out there you know and again you know for you know people know um you know if you want to you know come and contribute to the show you know provide input you know get questions answered and get access to you know new things and things that we haven't released to the to the public yet definitely go up there and uh, on patreon and uh, you know hit us up man we got some good packages and different things out there that you can definitely benefit from um also uh, make sure you follow us on instagram um on instagram we're at cosmic convo and on you know um on that on Instagram, that's where you can find, you know, our, um, you know, get to the website and be able to get your chart or be able to check us out on the different platforms. Right. You know, so like we're, we're, you know, we're on Facebook, right. So you can follow us on Facebook at Cosmic Convos Podcast. Um, you know, that's one spot that you will see the video episode. And also we're on YouTube. Um, you can just search Cosmic Convos or you, like I said, the link is right there. Um, Apple, Spotify, a podcast um, platform called Stitcher. We're on there. We're on Google Play, SoundCloud, um, and we'll be on another one real soon as well. They, they have a very, you know, very stringent review process. <laughs> I was about to say it's a stringent, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They take like four weeks to get back at you, but um, right. we'll be announcing that pretty soon as well. So, um, you know, you get, get with us on Instagram, you'll get to all that information and, you know, um, you'll be able to, uh, you know, get your, get your astrological knowledge together. Indeed. Um, so brother Rod, if you, um, if you're good, you don't have anything else to say, man. No, brother, I think we chopped this one up pretty good. Indeed. So, um, you know, we'll be back here next week. With another great episode and we got something different again you know to the to the to the patrons man this is this is another um option out there so this is going to be interesting as well so uh definitely stay tuned to that all right but uh we'll be back same time same place next week and uh we thank you all for tuning in and you know take it easy out there and uh, we're out peace peace